Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the first episode of Prosecco and Ponies for 2021. I'm hesitant to call this really like an episode. Let's call it a pep talk. I mean, it's an episode, but it's also a pep talk, you know? Let's call this a Prosecco pep talk. We made it. If you are listening to this right now, I just need you to close your eyes for a quick second and feel me giving you the most awkwardly long hug that you've ever had. <laughs> like both arms just like wrapped around you. You did it. We did it. You made it. You made it to the end of arguably the weirdest year that anyone alive has ever seen. Personally, I started off this year with a pretty significant health scare. Uh, I basically lost my business, lost hours and hours of time with friends and family, and here it is, the beginning of January, and I have hope in my chest that things are just gonna be better, like they have to be better. (laughs) Please, I'm begging you. So... I just want to keep this episode upbeat because 2020 was a bit of a rough year and I just can't always have my head filled with bullshit. So this is sort of like a recap of 2020, maybe some fun things that you didn't know that happened this year, and just uh, mostly me babbling for however long this takes because I have some fun things that I wanted to like throw in here. So anyway, so just to start off, Here is a quick list of some random really good things that I found on the internet that happened in 2020 that I didn't know about until I was trying to do some notes to figure out what I was going to talk about. So one really amazing thing is that some of the governments that are responsible for 40% of the world's coastlines have pledged to end overfishing and stop the flow of plastic pollution into the seas in the next 10 years. So the countries are, there's 14 of them, there's Australia, Canada, woohoo, Canada, uh, Chile, Fiji, Ghana, Indonesia, Jamaica, Japan, Kenya, Mexico, Namibia, Norway, Palau, and Portugal. They all joined together as part of a panel, uh, as part of a panel for sustainable ocean economy, and they are putting in motions and rules in place to end subsidies that help contribute to overfishing, which is a huge, huge. Um, bad thing for the ocean. And they're also trying to eliminate illegal fishing through better enforcement and management and to minimize discards as well as implementing national fishery plans that are actually based on scientific advice. Look at us listening to scientists for the first time in a really long time. (laughs) Vaccines. I'm looking at you. Anyway, um, Each of these countries also pledged to ensure that all the areas of the ocean within its own national jurisdiction, those are actually called exclusive economic zones, they're trying to pledge that they will be sustainably managed by 2025. That amounts to an area of ocean roughly the size of Africa, which is huge. Another really good thing is I saw there a news article where a 12-year-old kid from Iowa, I actually had to Google where Iowa is, I thought it was on like the other side of the US, but it wasn't. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. I read that this kid from Iowa made more than uh, 200 baseball bats out of fallen trees after they had a huge storm in that area so that he could donate money to the Cedar Rapids Community Foundation Disaster Relief Fund, which is so cool. Kids are just doing so many great things. Another really cool thing I read was a family-run restaurant in the Bronx called La Morada. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry, but I just wanted to roll my R. <laughs> they started a GoFundMe page uh, to help them pay their bills so that they could actually turn their 
restaurant, which is like an authentic Oaxacan restaurant, into a free kitchen for unemployed New Yorkers through this pandemic. And in addition to serving regular paying customers, they also make about 650 meals a day. A day. I'm lucky if I make one, um, but they make around 650 meals a day for jobless uh, residents, like older adults who are struggling and the disabled. So that I think is really amazing. Oh my God, Mexican food. Yes, please. Um, I have another one I read. Oh, this one is so cool. So there's a busy neighborhood in Hong Kong. I'm sure all of them are busy, but there was a man named Amen Khan and he found an old fridge painted it blue uh, so that it could be easily seen and recognized, and he turned it into a community fridge with a sign that says, give what you can give and take what you need. And there's a photo online that I saw that shows the fridge stuffed to the brim with um, packages of like noodles, biscuits, tins of food, and even socks and towels for people that might need them, which I think is just a beautiful idea. Um, this next one got me really choked up uh, when I read it for some reason, but in November, a 21-year-old Special Olympics athlete named Chris Nickick, I hope I'm saying that right, but he became the very first person in history with Down syndrome to complete an Ironman triathlon, which is uh, uh, wow, <laughs> like good for him. Um, maybe it's because he's 21. I don't know. I can't picture my body even trying part of this, but he finished a 2.4 mile swim, a 112 mile bike ride, and a 26.2 mile marathon run at the Ironman Florida competition, which is out. One time I did a 5k and I tasted blood. So this kid is obviously amazing. At some point, he fell off his bike. Uh, later, he was bitten by ants when he stopped at a nutrition stop. Um, but he went on and completed the race in 16 hours, 46 minutes, and 9 seconds, which is 14 minutes under the 17-hour cutoff time. I, like, that. <laughs> I don't know why it's still, like, it still gets me choked up. I don't know. Like, good for him. Like, how incredible is that? Another really cool thing was a conservation group released Tasmanian devils back into the wild in mainland Australia for the first time in 3,000 years. A man named Kevin Ashford from San Jose, California, donated his collection of 25,000 baseball cards to a nine-year-old girl who lost all of her baseball cards that she had been collecting since she was a little kid. I mean, she's still little at nine, but like even littler than that. She lost all of her baseball cards in uh, the California wildfires when her family's home was destroyed. So he saw her on the news crying and he donated his whole collection to her. One kind of neat thing from a big corporate giant, Ikea, they announced plans for a furniture buyback in order to help with a huge recycling initiative. Um, basically, they want to buy back older Ikea furniture to help reduce the amount of things that are going into landfills and waste, and they plan to offer vouchers of up to 50% of the original price. Just basically, if you bring it back and it's in okay shape, you can get up to 50% and you get a voucher that you can spend at their stores. NASA... Ooh, big shout outs to NASA. They named their headquarters in Washington, D.C. after their first black female engineer, Mary W. Jackson, which is so amazing. Um, I also decided to turn to Instagram and ask again to my followers who are getting so sick of me asking questions, but I asked them if anything good happened to them and I got a few more answers. My friend Maggie, obviously, she opened up 
her new salon. Um, My friend Nash said, I experienced multiple beach fires and sunsets and it was awesome. My friend Ricky uh, said, I quit my job, which is, yeah, you go girl. Another friend said uh, they were finally using therapy to heal and learning to love themselves. And another friend said that she completed cognitive behavioral therapy for her severe OCD, which good for her. That must have been so hard. Um, My husband answered my little uh, Instagram thing and he said that he started to take more time for himself and do more things that he loves, which I'm so happy for him because he works really hard for us. And my cousin in Alberta said that she connected with friends and family more virtually. My friend Carla said that she got to spend a ton more time with her dog and her dog is so sweet and handsome. Uh, My friend Ranley caught her first fish ice fishing and my friend Kyle got engaged. Congratulations. My amazing friend Steph said that she finally stood up for herself and walked away from a really toxic relationship which is amazing. And I can't imagine how hard that must have been during a pandemic, but golf clap. Um, I didn't want that to be too loud in the microphone. Um, My friend Susan said that she made over a hundred cocktails, which I know because I've had to see them on her fucking Instagram. And I'm so jealous because they always look amazing. She's got all these beautiful glasses and stuff and she's such a foodie. My friend Christine said that she finally grew out her bangs, which is fantastic, but she always looks amazing, which is really unfair. A girl that I used to work with at Mac said she graduated university at 35, which is awesome. I'm so proud of her. Way to go, Christy. Um, My friend Maria in New York said that she got to build stronger bonds with the people that she loves. Another girl said that she had a home birth, which is the most badass thing I can ever imagine. Like, I, I can't, I can't even imagine giving birth, never mind, like at home. And those were only the people that answered me, even though like 200 people saw the post. (laughs) It's funny because people really are such voyeurs sometimes. Like they want to watch, but they never want to participate. And then people like me will be into whatever people are doing like a dirty fucking rag. Like I think there's definitely two main kinds of people. There's people that want to watch all the fun and they want to absorb it and see what's going on. And then there's people like me that literally don't sleep because they're too worried about missing out on doing the fun things because they want to be part of it. So, oh, I was going to do some recaps uh, since this was sort of like a beginning of the year slash year end episode, I guess. Um, I had a look at Spotify. Sorry, I just like smacked my lips really loud for some reason. Um, But I did a little bit of digging, and um, according to Spotify, the most streamed male artists for 2020 globally across the whole world were Bad Bunny, I don't know who that is, Drake, uh, J Balvin, Juice World with no O, it's like W-R-L-D is what I wrote down, and The Weeknd. Um, Little Canadian shout out, woo-woo, Drake and The Weeknd, they're Canadian. I have no idea. I until I did notes for this episode, I've never I'd never heard of Bad Bunny or J Balvin or Juice World, but apparently they were the most streamed male artists across the whole world. Um the most streamed female artists globally were Billie Eilish, uh Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Dua Lipa, and Halsey. Um 
I don't really listen to any of them. Billie Eilish, I like maybe like a couple of her songs. Same with Taylor Swift, but that's about as far as that goes. No shade. Like if you like that, that's awesome. Good for you. Like listen to things that you like. Who cares what I think? The most streamed songs for 2020 were Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Yay, Canada. Dance Monkey by Tones and I. Uh, I believe that Tones was like an ex-busker from Australia. That song I actually know because I saw it on TikTok. Also, The Box by Roddy Rich. I have no idea what that is. I've never heard it. Uh, Roses by Imenbeck and St. John. That one I do know. And Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Um, so those were the five most streamed songs globally. I've only heard I've heard three of them. So that's not bad for me uh, because I'm never like, <laughs> never down with anything cool. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but I don't really watch much in the way of TV or movies. That is like sort of a bone of contention with my husband because I'll like watch maybe one or two episodes of something and then I just don't watch any more of it. So he'll wait and wait for me to like watch a show with and then I will never finish it. <laughs> so it's just better if he watches that stuff by himself. But most of my friends even just roll their eyes as soon as I start talking about movies because I have never really seen, I haven't seen any of the classic movies like Star Wars or Grease or Die Hard, blah, blah, blah. So I was shocked when I looked up uh, Netflix's data about their most streamed things in 2020. And I did actually see some of the things that were on their most streamed things for 2020. So according to Netflix, these were the top things that were watched on Netflix for 2020. So number one was Coco Melon. I don't, honestly don't fucking know what that is. Number two was The Office. Uh, number three was The Queen's Gambit. I saw one episode of that. Uh, number four was Tiger King. I didn't see any of that, but I saw all the memes. Uh, number five was Ozark. No idea what that is. Number six was Outer Banks. Number seven was The Umbrella Academy. Um, I saw the first one of that. Mm, yeah, there's a second season. I didn't see the second season, but I saw the first one. Uh, number eight was Unsolved Mysteries. You best believe I fucking watched that from start to finish. Number nine was Cobra Kai. Don't know what that is. I think that's a like a ninja thing. Uh, number 10 was Love is Blind. I actually watched that. Like that was the one I was like, whoa, I saw all of those. Uh, number 11 was Avatar, The Last Airbender. Number 12 was All American. Uh, number 13 was Schitt's Creek. Yay. Yay, Canada. Uh, number I did watch all. Oh, I haven't watched the last episode of Schitt's Creek. Um, that's another one. Jared's going to listen to this and be like, yeah, I know. I'm waiting for you. Uh, number 14 was The Haunting of Bly Manor. Number 15 was Ratched. Number 16 was 13 Reasons Why. Number 17 was Emily in Paris. Number 18 was The Boss Baby Back in Business. No fucking idea what that is. Number 19 was The Floor is Lava. And number 20 was Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. I didn't see almost any of those. But I did see Schitt's Creek and I did see Unsolved Mysteries and Love is Blind. So look at me go. Basically what I'm trying to say is I'm totally hip and really on top of these things. 
for movies, according to TheObserver.com, the top 20 streamed movies across all of the platforms, every platform like Netflix, Disney+, Prime, all of them, the top 20 streamed movies across all of those were Hamilton on Disney+, uh, Borat 2 on Prime, My Spy on Prime, no idea, um, Extraction on Netflix, uh, Phineas and Ferb the Movie on Disney+, Plus, Mulan on Disney+, Plus, The Old Guard on Netflix, uh, The Trial of Chicago 7, The Trial of the Chicago 7, that's what I have written down, The Witches on HBO, The Lovebirds on Netflix, Rebecca on Netflix, question mark? Project Power on Netflix, Enola Holmes on Netflix, Black is King on Disney Plus, um, Medea's Farewell Play. I didn't even know that they still made Medea's anything. The Five Bloods on Netflix, Bad Hair on Hulu, Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus, Lost Girls on Netflix, and An American Pickle on HBO Max. I don't know what that is, but it makes me laugh when I read it. Um, I'm sure you will be shocked to know that I didn't even watch one of those, so I have no idea what most of them are. Like, Mulan, obviously, I know what that is. Um, I think that, uh, The Witches, I think that that was the one with that girl with the brown hair. The fuck is her name? Not Jennifer Love Hewitt, the other one. I don't know. Anyways, I don't really, I don't know any of those movies. Personally, I watched, I watched Man Down on Netflix no less than seven times. I love that show. Greg Davis is probably my favorite, one of my favorite humans on the planet. He sort of reminds me of my old boss, Cam, and I miss Cam a lot because he's hilarious. And also Roshan Conady is, I honestly genuinely feel like her and I would be really good friends and I just want to meet her so bad. Um, I feel like she would love me. Roshan, if you ever hear this, please be my friend because we would have so much fun. Anyway, I watched Man Down on Netflix like at least seven times, if not more, and like start to finish over and over and over again. Um, I watched Workaholics on Crave, again, no less than like seven times. Uh, Letter Kenny, I watched over and over again. Also, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and 8 Out of 10 Cats does Countdown. I usually watch that on YouTube. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that I don't watch a lot of shows, but when I find something I like, I just literally watch it over and over and over again. I do the same thing with songs. And speaking of songs, oh my god, my Spotify year-end review was so cringy. Oh my god. But the one amazing thing, not amazing, it's hilarious, but Marilyn Manson was my most played artist for the third year in a row, which is just a reminder that I am still an angsty goth 15-year-old. So there's that. I did say that this episode would have some kind of pep talk, so I kind of want to end on that. As a lot of you may know, and some of you might not know, I am a huge believer in the law of attraction and manifesting and all those magical things. I watch or listen to something positive every day like Bob Proctor, Bob Baker, Esther Hicks, or Earl Nightingale. Um, so I have a quick little story about manifesting because this one, this was like the highlight of my year. I know this is going to sound so lame, but I was on a pretty positive roll this summer when I was feeling good. I had a couple photo shoots and things just seemed like they were getting better, even though they actually weren't because I realize now. But at the time, I was in a really good place. The province was in a really good place, but 
I complain a lot about not having anyone to talk to about music because no one ever likes the same music as me. So I told my husband one day, I absolutely refuse to make any new friends unless I find someone that likes Vision of Disorder. They are my favorite band on the entire planet and no one ever knows who they are. They're like from the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, they're a hardcore band from New York. Tim Williams is the singer and he writes most of the lyrics and he is an absolute genius. I have loved this man for like 15 years. His lyrics, his vocals, like just his attitude. Oh my God, he's so good. I've just loved Vision of Disorder, Tim Williams, I for like 15 years. And so I said, I am not making a new friend unless I find someone that likes them because 2020 was a shit year. And I mean, you know, I have a few, I have a good handful of friends. I love them all very much. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even need new friends. I am not making a new friend unless I find someone that likes Vision of Disorder. I probably said this to Jared like 20 times that week. I'm not making any new friends until I find someone that likes Vision. And he's like, okay, Tone, you're going to be really lonely. And I'm like, whatever, I'm already lonely because it's a pandemic and everyone's just trying to survive and nobody cares what I'm doing. So also a fun thing about anxiety is your anxiety likes to tell you that you're worthless and you have no friends, uh, but that's for a different episode and this one's supposed to be positive. But anyway, so I say this over and over a bunch of times. I'm not making any new friends until I find someone that likes this band. And I wrote this in my gratitude journal. I was like, I'm grateful that there are people out there somewhere that like this band, blah, 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 blah. So one day, one fateful summer day, I'm in the backyard taking pictures of a dead bird that I found outside because that's what I do. And I get an Instagram notification that a new person has followed me. And I look because I'm curious and it says, Tim Williams followed you. And I read it and then I read it again. And then I read it again and I'm like, no, this isn't real. And then I click on the person's name. You know how you can click on their name and it takes you to their profile. And then I read, no, this is Tim Williams, like from Vision, from Vision of Disorder, the man that I've like loved for like 15 years. He's like a, he is a lyrical poet, a genius. And I get a notification right after that saying Vision of Disorder is following you. And I lose my shit. I'm not even kidding you. I'm literally, I'm like getting excited. Like my hands are sweating now just thinking about it. Like I barely had breath in my body. I was so excited. Like you're going to think I'm crazy, but I remember exactly what I was doing, where I was standing when I was looking at my phone and it said like Tim Williams followed you, vision of disorder followed you. I don't know how to properly convey to you how much I love this band, but one time I listened to their CD for like two months straight. Like it, I, I ruined the CD. Like it was in my truck and I just listened to it over and over and over and over. And I still do that. They have a song called Sunshine. I listen to it every day. Like I, it didn't even seem real. And I barely still believe that it's real. So I don't know who manages their Instagram account, but whoever it is watches my Instagram stories. And sometimes like I get butterflies in my tummy when I see it, like I'm so excited. So anyways, now that everybody thinks I'm a giant loser, moving on, I just really love that band. And it was amazing, like my heroes, like literally my heroes like followed me on Instagram. And I know that that is like 
I mean, who cares? Like, they're just people, but like, I love them. Oh my God, they just have inspired me so much. So anyways, moving on. Every morning I wake up, I have a giant glass of water. I do the cat-cow yoga stretch thing because warming up your spine and getting your spinal fluid moving is just a really nice thing to do for your body, especially when you sit all the time like me. And then I set my timer for five minutes and I sit and quietly go through gratitude in my head or write my gratitude down. I should write it down more because it's way better, but sometimes I just get lazy. But anyway, my point is starting your day by going through things in your head that you're grateful for has really helped me not be a complete disaster this year. Like I've been mostly a disaster, just not a complete disaster. I basically lost my business this year with no current end in sight. And that definitely took its toll on me mentally and really crushed my self-worth and my self-esteem. And on top of that, you know, having maybe well-meant questions or comments from friends and family just made me feel like such a failure, even though what happened wasn't in my control. So starting with gratitude at the beginning of the day at least helped me start my day off right, even if later in the afternoon sometimes I'd be a complete sobbing mess. I know this hasn't really sounded like much of a pep talk yet, but hear me out. I'm getting to it. I just, I got to build up and you know I, t I will talk forever. So wake up, give your body some water, do a little stretch, take a couple minutes just to go through things in your head that you're grateful for, write them down. It doesn't matter if it feels silly. I promise you, I cross my heart. I promise you, promise you, promise you. Once you look for gratitude and you're grateful for things, for whatever it is that you have, even if it's a tiny few things, you will keep seeing more and more things to be grateful for. I'm grateful that I woke up in a comfy bed. I'm grateful that I have water to drink. I'm grateful that I have a space where I feel safe, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't have to be fancy. The most important thing is just to feel it like, fuck, I'm so grateful that I have clean water to drink. This water is amazing for my body and it helps my body function so that I can drink morning mimosas after. Thank you. Fuck, I'm grateful for this water. Anyway, you don't have to do it like that, but you just need to feel it however that works for you. So here's your pep talk. Listen up. You made it. You made it through 2020 and not everyone gets to say that. Maybe you didn't make it unscathed like me. Maybe you lost your fucking business or whatever. Like you, we all lost things, but you made it. You made it. You're okay enough to be listening to this. And you're okay enough to know that right now, as you listen to this, you are unconsciously connecting with other people that also made it. So keep going, keep pushing Try to be better than you were yesterday. And if you have a bad day, please remember that it's just a bad day. It's not a bad life. When you have a bad minute or a bad hour or a bad day, that's the most important time to remember the things that you're grateful for so that you can keep fucking going. I promise you it will get easier to connect to that feeling. I lost a lot this year. And every time it fucking happened and it was a bad minute or a bad hour or a bad day, I would just try to go back to my gratitude in my head. Like, you know what? I woke up today and not everybody got to wake up today. I didn't have to go work in a hospital because those people, oh my God, if you work in healthcare, you're a fucking saint. Good grief. 
But I promise you, when you are grateful for things and you start your day with gratitude, it will get easier to connect to that feeling. No one ever accomplished anything great by only doing it one time. So it's a practice every day. Like, I'm grateful. Even if you are saying it with a frown on your face, just say it. Fuck, who cares? But you have to persist and get up and keep going. That doesn't mean bad things will never happen to you. It just means that when the bad things happen, you might make it through a little easier. Maybe they'll hurt less. Maybe the hurt won't last as long. Life is so unbearably short, and I have lost so many really, really important people in my life to cancer, to really horrible things. So life is short. Don't waste any of your precious fucking minutes by giving any more attention than necessary to things that don't deserve your precious minutes. If you only get so many minutes in your life, please choose wisely how you spend them. Be picky about the people that you share those moments with. Have the wine. Have the snacks. Take a minute and be selfish because no one, no one is living your minutes for you and you don't get any of them back. On your bed, on your deathbed, in your last minute, nobody is going to live those minutes for you. Those are yours. And now I realize this is more of a lecture than a pep talk, but I am begging you, please be better to yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Someday you're going to have your last glass of wine with a friend. You are going to kiss a pet or a loved one for the last time. And all of the moments that you had with them will be that much more special. So please choose carefully how you spend your minutes. When I'm gone, I don't want people that knew me to be like, wow, she really held back from snacks, good for her, or wow, she complained a lot, or wow, she spent a lot of time on her eyeliner. Okay, maybe the last one isn't so bad, but you know what I mean. I want to spend more minutes drinking Prosecco naked than I do arguing with my husband. I want to spend more time kissing my dog's faces and chasing them around the house than I do worrying about what people think about me. I want to spend more time laughing at dumb shit than I do defending my choices to trolls online or spending minutes with people that complain about everything in their life. Like, I'm 2021. Don't fucking complain to me. So your pep talk is this. Please be the person that you need to see. Be your role model. Be naked more. Laugh more. Write down your gratitude. Drink a cup of water in the morning so you get your body going. Tell the people that you care about how much they mean to you because you won't always be able to say it. Complain less. Compliment more. Do more things for you that make you feel good. You only get so many minutes in your life, so please treat them as precious as they are. You made it. You did it. Please keep going. I just want to say, and I want to leave off by saying I am so grateful to anyone that listens to this podcast. It was a really rocky start for me because I put it off for a really long time. Like, ask my friend Maggie, ask Jared. I put this off for a really long time because I was scared of failing and I was scared of being judged. Like, oh, just another fucking girl with a microphone. And I am just another girl with a microphone, but (laughs) here I am. I have to remember to follow my own advice sometimes. So I put that, you know, that fear aside. I'm still scared. I'm still scared of being judged, but I just keep going because I've gotten enough feedback from people that it reminds me that when you shine, 
you give other people permission to shine. So thank you. Just thank you for being here with me. I hope nothing but magic for you. And I'm so grateful that you gave me this time in your ears and in your brain. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. From the bottom of my heart, good luck for 2021. Stay hydrated, eat the snacks, have the Prosecco, and um, I love you all. Good luck. Good luck for 2021. (laughs) 